0: Welcome back to another kind of funny reaction, this time to Star Wars, The Bad Batch, Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. That's not what what it's called. I actually don't know what this episode's called. I'll (laughs) Google that. I'll Google that in a second. Uh, But I'm Tim Geddes, and joining me, of course, is the boss baby himself, Barrett Courtney. A good soldier follows orders, Tim. It's true. That is true. (laughs) And Mr. Roger Roger. Roger for Courtney.
1: What is up, everybody? It's Cut and Run. That's the name of the title.
0: Cut, cut and oh, run. that's right, Cut, cut and, and Run. run. Yeah. Cut and Run. Yeah. Cut and yeah. Run. So once again, proving Bear Courtney knows his fucking shit. He does. Well, I didn't who, call who this one. Cut I didn't, last... No, I
2: didn't call, call this cut? one. Um, no, I called Zeb uh, coming into this episode. I thought it was going to be oh. Zeb. Uh, there. Shout out to the YouTube comments though. There was uh, a couple of YouTube people who were like, "I'm pretty sure it's going to be cut uh, from." I think it's like season. War, or maybe season three what? of Clone Wars. Like, this was a much deeper cut yeah uh, then, like, ah. even Zeb because Zebs is like a main character on on rebels whereas like uh cut is like one episode and like the yeah. uh, and it's a really cool interesting episode of uh, of a, a clone that deserts uh, the clone army and stuff like that and so uh, when I saw those YouTube comments uh on Tuesday or whatever uh, I was like oh yeah that actually makes way more sense than what I was thinking and so uh yeah uh,
0: I, I really liked uh, where they where they went with this episode that's really funny, though, because, like, I, when I introduced the character, I didn't know because, like, I haven't seen Clone Wars, like, in that detail. So I was just like, oh, that's a character name. I don't know. That must be the thing Barrett was talking about. <laughs> but that's awesome that it's in an even deeper cut. That's that's really yeah. cool. Uh, but, Barrett, starting with you, what would you think of this episode?
2: Uh, I tweeted out uh, last night when I finished the episode, and it, it was nice to – Watch an episode at midnight and not have it be an hour and ten minutes and, like, actually be that (laughs) at, like, a a normal time. uh, Or slightly normal for me. Um, I I think in any other show, this would have felt like filler. Like, it, it does have, like, the vibes of... Uh, season one of the Mandalorian where they go on like that backwater planet and uh, he's just trying to find like a, a chill life for for Yodelini they run into to Cara Cara Dune or whatever um, and then they have to like fight the the at Um, and it, it definitely had similar vibes but uh, I think there are a lot of like little things that still make uh, this episode kind of feel important and significant. Like the little moment where cause like, yeah, Rex stopped by uh, a couple of days ago and like kind of aligning like where everything is happening at the same time in the timeline. Like the last time we saw Rex was uh, the end of uh, season seven of Clone Wars and just like that reminder of like what he just went through with, uh, with Ahsoka and um, them kind of being I, – I forget the planet name um, – exactly what it was called but like the empire kind of like quickly like regulating things and like uh impounding ships and the whole chain code thing which i i don't know if that was i'm sure chain codes were introduced somewhere in some mandalorian uh, was it mandalorian was the first time chain mandalorian?
0: To- okay all right, yeah i all mean right. at least as far as i know because okay. i mean I, i've read a lot of the more the modern comics like things that aren't like prequel era stuff like the uh anything that had to do with like the Sequels. I've read those comics and, and even a lot of the original trilogy stuff. And the first time I ever saw chain codes was Mandalorian, and they made a pretty big deal out of it. With yeah, and like I, th- I thought that was kind
2: of cool. Of like, all right, this is like an empire specific thing that like they were regulating to literally count people into their system and stuff like that. Like I, I thought that was really smart, and it like brought back to, and it's cool that I just came off of the Star Wars rewatch of like going back to the Ahsoka book where it's like a year after Episode Three and uh, like what she's dealing with and uh, the em- like the planet that she's hiding out on is like really like uh, on the edge of the galaxy, like the Empire finally coming there and regulating that planet because they found out like there's a resource on that planet that they want to like control and all this stuff. And uh, it, 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 it was cool to f- have it feel all connected and tied to everything else that uh, we've seen in the, the like current canon. Uh, so far, um, and yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. I think in any other uh, like type of show or with any other showrunner, um, I, I, I think it probably would have felt a little weaker to me. But it was—I think it did a good job at making small things feel important. And we can talk ab- more about the character stuff in uh, in a few moments. But I dug it. Roger.
1: Uh, I thought it was a pretty decent episode I don't think it was as I felt like it was more filler to me in my mind but I think that's also what makes the Filoni-verse like great is that like those simple moments like those episodes where you're able to understand where all these characters are coming from and I don't feel like every episode needs to have like this big moment these big moments like in episode one Um, but I also think that that's also why I think these episodes the show specifically shouldn't be week to week I think it should be like kind of just a binge in general because I think that's where a lot of, like, you really grow with these characters as you're just marathoning these episodes. So I think week to week isn't really the best place for the show, but uh, I thought it was really great. I do love the transition period, like, seeing that the fascism coming into this planet, like, the the subtle changes slowly but surely, like, and also then like, trying to, like, realize and and like the whole idea of like okay like the war is over though right like the war is over right like people trying to like pretend and like and, and kind of like convince themselves that they're done but, but, but they're... yeah it
2: feels like a hostile takeover and a hundred percent
1: a hundred percent so I thought that was really good I think the Omega stuff was really good I mm-hmm. think that she's already in a much better place than Ahsoka was in the first season of <laughs> Clone Wars um and I think she's I think she's Listen, like man, slowly...
2: had a vision it was she... gonna take time it was all about making her annoying <laughs> yeah. at first and then and having her grow, it's called a character arc, Roger. For sure. Up. No, I
1: totally I totally get it. But <laughs> no, I, like, I, I, like I get what you
2: say. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. Like and I think she she is a, a much in a much better place now where I think like it's like it's like learning for it's like learning from what the fans wanted and, and what their reaction to it. It's almost like in breaking bad um with with Skyler and now um with Better Call Saul, uh what's uh, Kim Wexler. They learned oh, a lot oh, of yeah. it, it's been yeah, so long yeah. since
2: Better Call Saul. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Yeah, it feels like it feels like they're learning from like the fan uh reactions and mm-hmm. And um, Omega is a great character, in my opinion. Uh, I thought the, the episode was was pretty decent overall. I don't think it was as noteworthy, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I I enjoyed it a lot. And I, I think that I wouldn't use the word filler because I do think that character development episodes often get classified as filler when that's just not their intent. Their intent yeah. is to, like, get a little deeper with the characters. Yeah, and get those, having slower, said that, those slower moments to, you know, build things up. Having said that, I you know, being newer to this whole filoni thing – I find it a little disappointing that it seems like the, a lot of the character tropes are just kind of well-worn territory of like, Oh, we're getting another story that is I just was like Logan. About,
2: I, I wanted to bring this up as well of like, how weird is it that like, They had, like, pretty much an idea of what they wanted the Mandalorian to be and then have another story so close to the Mandalorian where it's, like, this weathered man who's, like, a badass and, like, kind of like a a war guy and knows how to fight um, who's, like – Kind of uh, emotionally stunted and stuff like that. And then uh, he has to like take care of this like adorable child that's going to like make him, uh, you know, like uh, uh, wear him down a little bit and open himself up and uh, learn who he wants to be in the galaxy and stuff. I was like, we just got this with Mandalorian. And like, I, I, it was a thought I had in the back of my mind on the first episode. I was like, is this where they're going with it? And then this episode like really cemented of like, yeah, this is where they're going with it. And I think it's so interesting just like what like six months after mandalorian season two where we seem to like have like not like the end of mando and uh maybe grogu's story but definitely like a moment uh in their story where it's like that's what they're building towards and i think it's just so weird that they're that they're deciding to do this kind of like character relationship trope again
0: so soon and i wonder if yeah they they have
2: any plans to differentiate it at all and make it feel different so
0: yeah i think they do and i I think that's the thing is like you know going further with this uh i wanted to save this for later in the episode to talk about uh because i want to focus more on this episode but just to let you guys know for context here the last episode that we watched last week got me so hyped about this shit that i was like you know what I'm going to commit to Rebels. I'm going to do it. Yeah, like, everyone's talking yeah. about Rebels. I was like, I've tried Clone Wars from the beginning too many times where I'm just like, even, I mean, like, you, the you, truncated you, you orders, you watched, even whatever. Like, uh, you watch season seven. You got to, like, the emotional yeah. impactful stuff, so yeah I, I have like a lot of background with it but i'm like you know what i want to commit to rebels because i love yeah. that era so much and i'm just like and I, I everyone talks so highly about it so i'm like cool so i'm almost done with season one like I, i'm like yes. yeah like i'm like i'm like fucking in i am really really having I'm, a good time with it. for
2: i apologize ahead of time of you know like uh i've I, We'll never go to bat for the art style of Rebels. Um, and there's... Just, I get it. There's going to be some characters you see and you're going to be like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but the story the story that's there is is so good. So I'm excited.
0: I'm having it. a real good time with it. I, I love all the things they're getting into. But watching that and like having... I also just recently watched the first couple episodes of Clone Wars because I was trying to start it the right way and just do it all. <laughs> and it's like, it's funny where I'm like, wow, Filoni really, really, really likes this idea of a younger character with somebody older yeah. and it's kind of like finding family where you don't have any. And it's just like, it just keeps happening over and over and over where it's like Kanan and Ezra. I'm like, yeah. okay, how different is that in in the early episodes, granted, than this? And like, that's the thing where it's like, clearly they're all going in different directions. And that is something that I appreciate about Bad Batch. And even though it seems mm. like well-worn territory, I like that they're dealing with like in episode two, we're already past the um. Okay, well, I'm gonna leave you with someone that can actually take care of you, and she's like, ah, uh-uh, you ain't. It's like, yeah, cool, let's yeah. move past that stuff so we can get to. We have sixteen episodes, so we're fourteen left for them to take Omega in a different direction than yeah, you know what we've seen before. Which I'm I'm pretty pretty excited about. Yeah, and and, and talking about yeah. that yeah. stuff where it's
2: like they all kind of start the same. I think Filoni just knows of like what the best way to kind of start a Star Wars story is. It's, like, kind of hearkening back to, like, how, uh, almost the structure of, like, the characters coming together in A New Hope and stuff like that, and I think he just knows how to, like, at least grab you, because even though, like, I, like, while watching this episode, I was, like, in the back of my mind of, like, this is so similar, like, so close to The Mandalorian, and we just got The Mandalorian and stuff, but, like, I was still emotional when, uh, like, Omega was, like, uh, being carted off with the family and stuff. I I knew she was coming back. Like, it wasn't gonna to be the end but like uh like seeing her reaction to it and then like seeing her come back and all of this stuff and um at the end where uh uh hunter is like if this is like where you want to be then this is where you'll stay Is like oh fuck like they're already selling me on these uh relationships even though it is like kind of similar territory and i'm excited uh to see what uh where they go with it and there's some interesting theories in our comments for the first episode that um Maybe we don't have to dive into today, but uh, there uh, someone pointed out of like Omega's hair seems similar to a certain character uh, and and stuff like that, so she might not be a one to one clone of of uh, Django, but we'll we'll have to see.
1: Yeah, it's 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 interesting because I feel like the bringing in cut so early, and that is a, a deep cut into the Clone Wars, which is yeah. also one of my favorite episodes of the Clone Wars. It's because so good. It's it, it's an amazing episode, and I think that cut story always resonated with me because that's always what I wanted Rex to have. I always wanted Rex when we flash forward to to, to have, have that that family, family and everything. And like, yeah, just to and be out and of we, the
2: shit. And it's yeah, oh. and we
1: and we never get that. And I think that showing cut in this also, by the way, having cut have so many connections, which is interesting that he like that the <laughs> Bad Batch knows about. Him and yeah. the, the, you know the records. Like like it kind of makes like,
2: sense because, like, yeah. uh, in a way, Cut is also um, uh, like a, a defected clone in a way, uh, sure. where he's able to to leave and not have to follow orders and stuff like that. So I, I do think it kind of makes sense, and like, I think it makes sense from a storytelling standpoint as well, of like kind of being a foil of the Bad Batch and like looking at the life that they they could have, but they realistically won't um, with a, a clone that is kind of similar but, to them. But and, that's
1: what. But yeah. that's what I'm saying like yeah. i think that there might there that might be the direction they're going with right like with mandalorian like it's clear like the separation of grogu and and um and Jin jargon right <laughs> so um, it's mando. Jin, yeah mando <laughs> uh like that that is they're clearly not going to have that like that world where they're able to like actually grow and like have a family and like do that thing so maybe that's a possibility that they're going now we've never had like actually like someone that actually settles down and like has a family so it's like maybe yeah. that's the direction they're going towards but it's it's interesting because there is you're right like they don't start off on very similar directions, but there is a lot of places they can go with this. Yeah. Um, so what's
0: interesting to me about about this episode in particular is you know what we're talking about here about this this trope seems to come up a lot. And I think at the yeah. end of the day, uh, like there's no joke that I'm trying to say here. It's like, but Star Wars is about family, like it always has been. Like it's like you look at you know the Skywalker Everything saga and like, all fa- that uh, stuff. Fast and
2: Furious, you know. Uh,
0: uh, but it, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But <laughs> no, it's like real talk though. It, 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 in Star Wars. It's like it is about family and it is about like what that means to have and, like, like, your like real family, family members, yeah. found family, all yeah. of that stuff. So it's like it's cool to. See That having said that, this episode, and and granted, you guys are way more experienced with me when it comes to Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff. But like, a lot of this didn't feel Star Wars to me. It it felt like something different, and I thought that was really cool and kind of interesting. And like, even musically, they made a lot of choices. There was one thing that was stuck in my head where I'm like, I know this song. What the fuck is it? And you guys know how I am about music, where I'm always trying to like tie back the themes, and it was driving me fucking nuts. And then it hit me last night. It it's a song from Halo Three. But, like, they straight up (laughs) – it it sounds exactly the same to uh, Beyond a Pale Horse, this Halo 3 song. Uh I'll send it to you guys later. And it's like it's kind of like Omega's theme that, like, it seems to be playing. And, like, it's just a coincidence. But it was driving me fucking nuts. And I I was like, is this Osoka's theme? Is this whatever? And I was, like, YouTubing a bunch of shit. And I eventually was just like, no. Master Chief is coming. Yeah, I I, do think it it
2: feels definitely different from a lot of other, like – Uh, not live action, but like on screen Star Wars stuff like this, uh, like I brought up the Ahsoka book, like that's the closest this episode felt like with the, the whole transitioning and the whole vibe and stuff like that. I I feel like that's the closest thing we've got. So I think the, the vibe of this episode is the first time we've kind of gotten this uh, different feeling of Star Wars uh, in an on screen kind of uh, medium, which uh, is interesting. I just want to shout out that they like went into full detail with the, with cuts family as well Um, where they got all the the same... uh uh, v uh, VAs as well. Shout out to Kath Susie who voices Phil and Lil, who I don't think has done anything in years. Awesome, and awesome. Who voices like the younger child? <laughs> and it's like <laughs> That's really I funny. remember because like they, she has that like distinct voice when she voices uh, children. Um, and because I remember in that uh, original episode of Cut, I was like, "That's Phil and Lil." And then uh, the fact that they brought her back, it is like okay, like all right, Foloni, <laughs> you were really uh, attentive to detail here. I appreciate it. Also, D. Bradley
0: Baker being even more characters it's, with even more different it's vibes. Never it's never going to end. He awesome. voices
1: so many fucking people. I love it's it. So it's so, good. so funny because like I was watching it with my brother today, and he's also a big Clone Wars fan. And I was like, I was telling him, I was like, that's that's the same guy. Like no fucking way. <laughs> like like yeah, it's, it's, it's just awesome. it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's great.
0: So I was saying like it, it felt very not Star Wars, but that's kind of uh, anchored in things that are so inherently ridiculously star Wars. There were some moments that like, sure they're heavy handed, but really worked for me. And that was Omega, like looking at the dirt for the first time. And it just reminds me so much of Ray kind of feeling the rain for the first time or seeing the green on the the planet i forget the name is but where uh maz's castle is yeah uh and then the it also reminds me of like luke looking at the twin sons it's like Mm -hmm. there's just this this moment of of sheer wonder and of discovery of like something new that's out there and like that is that is so quintessentially star wars and like sure it kind of is just like ah then they're done that but it still makes you feel something yeah especially because with like omega like
2: Coming from a lab essentially, and like this very, totally. like, from pristine, <laughs> like, yeah, planet
0: and sure like white, very apple looking, yeah, very like, just, ha- just like water and rain.
2: Being on this planet where it's like kind of like not gross, but it's like, uh, you know, like kind of dirty, it's a backwater type of planet, and stuff like that. Like, that was a really cool moment. Um, yeah, I, I
0: absolutely loved that as well. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Summer is coming, and for so many of us, it's the season of discomfort. It's hot out, and if you could sit around in just your underwear, you would. Me Undies wants to make this summer the summer of comfort. And they want you to know that if you want to sit around in your underwear, that's absolutely allowed. I do it all the time. And even I don't want to sit in my underwear, I sit in my Me Undies lounge pants. I got some dinosaurs right now. I love my dinosaurs, and I also love all the other fun prints that MeUndies offers. If you like bold prints, they do those too. If you like classic, guess what? Your blacks, your whites, your grays, they're all there. They make undies, they make lounge pants, they make t-shirts, they make socks. I'm wearing all of those right now, and I love it because they have the softest micromodal fabric imaginable. MeUndies makes it easy to match. You can match your bottom half to your better half, or halves yes you can match your friends too. me undies helps you find a matching pair in a style or color or print of undies that's right for you and your boo because who doesn't love a secret twinning moment me and g have both been wearing matching me undies and every once in a while when i realize we're both wearing the same ones just makes my day that much better and that much softer uh me undies has a great offer for you guys for any first time first time purchasers you can get 50 off and free shipping me undies also has their problem free philosophy if you're not satisfied with any product for any reason They'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. Get 15% off your first order and free shipping by going to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. I love MeUndies, and you should too. MeUndies.com slash morning. Uh, Let's see. There's a couple things I wanted to point out. Shout out out to the cat from uh, episode two. Exactly. uh, That's what (laughs) I want to say. Wait, (laughs) wait, hold
2: on. I forget yes. what it's Wait. called, but yeah, it's, atta- it's Attack of the Coliseum. Clothes when they're in the Coliseum and they're fighting yeah. all the animals. Uh, that's the cat that goes after... Uh, oh, fuck, yeah, that was episode Om- two. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I was just getting my episodes confused. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. But that scene, this this episode didn't feel as beautiful to me as episode one did. I was so, so impressed with episode one visually yeah. and of Bad Batch. And then episode two, there was this moment of... The lighting was still great. The cinematography, oh, yeah. like and all Like that, that was shot great. of
2: Omega in the ship, like after she deals with like that whole cat, and then uh, Cut takes her to the ship. And she's, like, having this kind of emotional moment where she feels like she fucked up and failed. And, like, there's just, like, that lighting shot. I was like, damn, that is a
0: pretty-ass shot. This is a pretty-ass show. So it's it's pretty, but there's just moments of animation that I was like, oh, man, this is a kid's show. And I just – I hate when – and I know it's a kid's show, but that doesn't mean it needs to look like a kid's show or act like a kid's show. And mm. it, it, these shows work better when they don't. And it's just when the the cat thing was coming at her and the way she kind of, like – yeah. like went oh yeah. like, like the way as, the uh, cat
2: like ran away and stuff too that was like very yeah
0: it's just like weird weird calls and like invincible had some of these moments too where i was just like oh my god it just stands out because the rest Shout of it, it looks so good 3d animation in invincible and oh, invincible like yeah. random like backgrounds <laughs> it's like what was the so point funny. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway like that's such a, a minor criticism for stuff but i just i wanted to point it out yeah. uh yeah. just so we're well, not just purely uh, praising this thing, but I love all of the, the little tiny, little, tiny little like Star Wars things, like the cat being from episode two, obviously, I love you call it cat, cause I would never call it that, I'd go more lizard, but, but I guess, yeah, it is kind of kitty-like, it's, it's like uh, anyways, it purrs. But kitty-like. the the, the, sc- <laughs> the, sc- the scomp link, the fact that they brought scomp into this, they're talking about it, from uh Fallen Order, oh, I totally missed that, I don't, th- they, I don't the, think, there I was like, it. they were just putting the little, the scomp link, into to like, get information from the, um, it was early in the episode. Okay, okay, okay. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I remember, I, that's a word I only knew because of Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, and I, was yeah, like, that's totally, a I totally thing. missed but, that line. But it's dumb little Star Wars stuff where it's like things yeah. coming back. But yeah. you know, bigger stuff that's not dumb is what you guys were talking about, about like this the tra- transition over to the Empire and how fast it happened. And I think that what's really cool about this show is that is the point of this show existing, is showing us and teaching us the transition – how it happened, all the the criticisms we've had for so long of like, went like how did this all go down? When did like they stop being it.
2: clones? Like why are like and the stormtroopers yeah. so dumb when we get to New Hope and stuff like that? Yeah,
0: they're explaining it, and I, I really appreciate all that stuff, and I, I think that it's really cool, like seeing the more like the the political side of Star Wars in a way that like is a little more straightforward and makes sense as opposed to like what they I guess attempted in Episode One. Yeah, uh, but it, I thought it was very very Episode One of the movies, not yeah, of yeah, the show. Yeah. Um, And then the chain link database stuff, all of that, I think it is such wise stuff. And it's what we've been talking about the last uh, episode and even in Mandalorian and all that stuff. Like, clearly, Filoni is trying to fix the sequels already. And it's like he is building it. What I love, though, is he's trying to connect the strings from prequel era all the way to sequel era so that the Palpatine stuff makes as much sense as it possibly can, (laughs) you know? And it's like that, that is cool that, like, we're getting, like, so early in the timeline these hints that hopefully will strengthen shows like Mandalorian and strength, strengthen the rest of the, the spin-offs that we're about to see.
2: Uh, the Lucasfilm yeah. came out with another bad movie and Filoni just put out his cigarette. And he's like, ah, oh, shit, here we go again. Like, gotta fix another bullshit fucking <laughs> decision.
1: <laughs> I, I I really thought was was interesting was when they were going in the market and you see like that hologram of like the um the Empire figurehead just talking about like how everything's safe now and there's you know everything's gonna be good there's equal opportunity and honestly it was like it's kind of convincing you know what I mean like this yeah, is kind of totally. a convincing argument like and I was like I get he's it he's like, I, I dude I, I, yeah I exactly. to yeah I think that's like interesting because I feel like the show I mean this this whole series of course it's like we the Empire like how the fuck do you not want to fight them how do you not realize they're bad but it's like okay like I understand understand how this transition Like to this power is and this happens. is like an era
2: where like nobody's really sure like what happened. Yeah like, they all we know is like the Jedi are dead and now it's an empire. Does that really affect us? It's like I love I I forget like how much we talked about it, but like uh like it goes back to that conversation with Sagarera and like do like do we really trust them? And are they telling us the full truth? If they're lying about this thing about uh, you coming after us and who we really were, like what else are they lying to us about? Yep. Um, and I love that. Like we're finally getting that like perspective that isn't a Jedi. Cause like, you know, we've gotten an and Cal Kestis and stuff uh, like post order 66. But I love that. It's just like kind of random people being like, we don't, we don't know what the fuck's going on and like, yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll try to get chain codes to kind of like hide ourselves away and like, not try not to worry about the empire. Hopefully it doesn't affect
0: us. And I I think that's a really cool perspective. Yeah, totally. And the one question I have, and maybe I missed something last episode or just forgot it, or maybe this is something that they're not yet explaining, but why not use the clones for the army? Is Tarkin just like clonist? Yes, there there is uh, – they mention it
2: um, – it's like a kind of an offhand comment. Uh, there was a mission that Echo went on before Echo was um, experimented on. I think it was like the mission where Echo was like lost uh, essentially and uh, Tarkin was – they were esc- escorting Tarkin somewhere and it was, it was pretty obvious that he did not care for clones. Uh, I don't know if they ever go into to why, uh, but I think he's just kind of unconvinced of mm-hmm. – um, kind of like the selling points on them and uh they he did talk about like the empire maybe not like wanting to to pay uh keep paying for the clones and yeah they're like expensive and shit like that
1: my my, i mean well i was thinking about that i was like that's a good idea but then i was like wait i mean they own everything like money doesn't matter to them like it doesn't matter at all (laughs) but like but then I, I think in, in my head, at least the way that I think they're going about it um, is that like they fought like they were the closer created to fight robots and they were like losing to robots. So it's like I think that yeah. they were also like they're not very they're, not, they're 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 like they're like robots in the terms of like the way that they com- conduct business and they conduct their strategy. So I think that with with that's why he was interested with like Clone Force 99, right? Like the idea that they are a little bit they're smarter. They have different tactics. And I think that bringing in regular people that aren't clones that don't have inhibitor chips in them would – sure, they can control them in different ways. But then they can also build them up to have interesting uh, general tactics and fighting and things like that. So that's the way that I interpreted it, but they might go a different direction.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I just don't buy it. My my thing yeah. is, I'm again, we have 14 episodes left, and it's clear that that's what this series is dealing with. So I'm excited, and I hope they come up with some good answers. But, like, this is this is my test for Filoni where it's like yeah. – Like if, if your one job is being good at making sense of the things that don't make sense, the, one of the biggest questions is why was there the switch from clones? And I'm not going to be happy if the answer is just Tarkin doesn't like them because everything you just said, Roger, why not both? (laughs) Why not just have a bigger army? And then my other question is what happened to the clones then? Yeah. I I know I'm asking questions that we're going to get answers to, or at least I hope we're going to get answers to, but that's exciting. Like, are we going to see like what happens to these clones? Like, do we know anything? I know Bear no. just walked away for a second. He might yeah. he might have the answer to this, but like, do we know why we went from having what thousands of clones to yeah. we don't see them anymore? Few yeah,
1: I, I, I don't, I don't know if there, if there's like that concrete answer. I, we just know that they've disbanded them and they stopped using them and they don't find them useful anymore. And I think that's like the, that's the question that a lot of Star Wars fans have. And I, I think it's also like the, it's no one knew, like George Lucas didn't know what the Clone Wars was when he mentioned it in yeah, Episode in,
0: Four. Oh, no, so, hope, yeah,
1: yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know, I think, yeah.
0: I was just saying to Roger, I was just like the the one thing the test for me with Filoni is like if he, if he his job is to make sense of the things that don't make sense. It's like the biggest question is why did you switch from the clones and what happened to the clones? And I'm hoping the answer it because the answer of just it was Tarkin. I'm like that's like Tarkin doesn't like him. Not no, enough. No, I don't.
2: Me. I don't think that'll be the full answer because I don't. I don't think it'll, it'll be purely from Tarkin. I think he'll definitely he's like the one like mainly pushing for it. But um, I imagine we'll get. Maybe something a little bit from uh palpatine, pardon me um yeah it'll it'll be interesting I like all we know as far as I remember from the ahsoka book, which is a year after episode three, is that like by that point they're gone like cl- like clones aren't
0: serving so anymore. how so what what's your theory what the fuck happens to the clones? is it a big fight on Camino somehow, and like that 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 ends like literally kill them all like cuz it just doesn't make sense that mm. there aren't thousands I mean, uh, of clones around. I want to I want to go back to the Vader comic cuz
2: Vader the uh Charles Soule uh Vader comic is like pretty much right after episode 3 and I feel like they talk about it for like a couple of panels or something like that. So I I, I don't I don't know what it'll be. I imagine it'll be something with the like I could see it seeing I could see it being as easy as uh Tarkin doesn't trust them and then like using the bad Batch as an example of like hey if these guys can uh like break off and like uh, maybe maybe they find cut at one point of like hey he was a normal soldier he wasn't even like one of these like uh differently engineered uh clones and he can just break off like we can't trust these guys and we need to we need to build up like a like an a new army that feel like loyalists and like bring them in and like, uh, all this stuff. So,
1: yeah. And I think it's also important to talk about, I don't think we touched on it last episode was that, uh, the alien from Kamino, like helping, um, uh, Omega, Omega leave. So I think there's some form of like infighting with people in Kamino and that might lead into the, uh, empire, not trusting their cloning methods and just generally clones in general. So I yeah. think that's, that might be uh, part of the key.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting again with like that scientist from Mandalorian who I think is wearing like Camino clothes and stuff like that. Yeah, you're right. um, Again, like that's why I mentioned yeah uh, last or yeah the last episode of like whatever the uh, Caminoans are trying. Like I don't think it's gonna work out for them uh, in uh, (laughs) in any sort of way. So Yeah. um, yeah, we'll we'll have to see like. Yeah, it, it might be like a because I, I mentioned for the first episode, like it seems like they're trying to play their card, like they're trying to play their their hand and and whatever's going to work best for them, and they they kind of kind of like wait out some situations. And Omega is important for uh, important for them for some reason, and yeah, we'll have to wait to see. Maybe Omega is like the key there or
0: something like that. Well, I don't know. Very interesting stuff. Well. It sold me on watching Rebels, so hey, the show's yeah. working for somebody, right? <laughs> uh, anyways, we will return next week. You boys down? You want to do another one? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I will say, I will say, the views and listens on the last episode not that great. Everybody, so share this with your friends, and if you're if you like it, watch it. You like it really bad please listen to it as well <laughs> do it all because like yeah that's you know there's it's uh it has to happen this you can way. sync it's up the
1: youtube video with the audio version yeah, you whatever know what you mean?
0: gotta do whatever you gotta do but uh <laughs> we will at least be doing episode three uh yeah. it might not be weekly going forward we might do if there's if we start to see arcs like, it, yeah like check-ins we'll every few air.
2: episodes and stuff like that yeah but as
0: long as it makes sense for us to have these conversations we're gonna have the conversation so oh, yeah. we'll be here yeah. on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com also if you want to get the show ad free you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny but guess what if you want to listen to it that's right we're a podcast just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reactions and we'll be right there for you boys thank you for joining me today thank you see you later until next time may the force be with you